Hi, and welcome to Things They Don't Tell Black People About Law School. <laughs> don't laugh. We're two first-generation cis Black women at a T20 law school. And we're here to share the things that we wish we knew or the things that we wish people talked about. This is just our perspectives based on our experiences. So today we're going to be talking all about the summer before 1L. So Ooh. the time before law school. What a time. It seems so long ago, far, far away land. Honestly, it does feel really far away, Um, but it was only, it wasn't that long ago. So let's talk about it. Okay. Um, So you applied, you got accepted into a plethora of schools. You got millions of dollars in scholarship. You picked, I I feel like that's what you told me. That was undergrad, but. (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) well, you picked a law school and. You knew where you were going. So then what? Then it's time to figure out what you're going to do when you get there. What did you do? So so the key things I kind of focused on the summer before law school were like getting myself prepared in a few buckets, getting myself prepared academically since I hadn't been in school for a while, getting myself prepared physically in the sense of like having a place to live um, and then getting myself prepared mentally in the sense of like what can I do to take care of myself? So I guess we could start with housing. Um, I, like I said I've, before, I'm from the city where we go to school. So for me, housing was less about, I, but I had lived with my parents before law school, but I knew I couldn't do law school and live with my parents. So from, um, it just, or if that's too personal, no, 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 it's not. Um, it's just like, I, as you know, have very weird study habits. So like, I like to stay up really late or just like Mm -hmm. lock myself in a room for like days at a time. And I feel like that those kinds of study habits aren't conducive to living with other people who work jobs, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and also just like, um, yeah, it's just, it's like, it, it, it felt like time to not be living with my parents. Um, and so for me being from the city, I knew the lay of the land. Like I already knew what neighborhoods I would want to be in and all that kind of stuff. It was just finding a place that was within my budget to do it. So, um, and I'm, that's how I did it. But like you are a transplant. So how did you find housing here? What was that like? I know you had some stories. I feel like I've been a transplant for so long that I'm just a nomad at this point. (laughs) Um, Something that I wanted to do, but didn't end up doing but if you have the means and you're able to I think black people should own homes (laughs) and I somebody planted the seed of if you are going to be in school somewhere and you're able to try to buy property there because if the school is there they will always need renters so I was in the process of selling my condo because I knew I didn't want to be a landlord while I was in law school I've never done it before and law school didn't seem the time to try and figure that out so I thought to myself okay let me see if I can buy in the city it looks like it was within my budget or my price range for what I could afford so in order for that to work also my previous job I racked up those air miles and Mm -hmm. I only use them when I need to So I was using air miles because it wasn't far from where I was living. Um, So I would fly down for a weekend and I would look at condos. Um, I considered a few, 
but the way this city is set up, people were discouraging me from living in what I consider to be walkable neighborhoods. I am mm-hmm. car free by choice and I have been for 10 years. And it's important to me that I walk as a form of transportation, but all of the walkable areas here are not so safe. Mm-hmm. Um, one funny story is this guy that we were working with. He was like, yeah, I have something in your range. It's in an up and coming neighborhood. And me and my dad, I have a great relationship with my dad. We have the same sense of humor. We were walking up to this condo and we're looking at the neighborhood and we're like, this looks crazy. And (laughs) as the man is opening the door and telling us how it's like a blossoming neighborhood, this woman makes eye contact with us, pulls down her pants and takes a hot piss (laughs) in the alley. And me and my dad just started laughing. (laughs) Because he was clearly lying. <laughs> he was but trying to sell it. He was trying to sell it. You can't blame him. It's like somebody planted her there. <laughs> but um, all that to say, just with what people wanted me to pay and proximity to school and knowing that I wanted certain things, I ended up not buying a condo. And plus, I'm not sure if this city, unfortunately, is somewhere that I would want to own property long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up renting. Uh, went through the same process to rent. I looked at a lot of different apartments. I landed on a specific neighborhood where I'm two blocks from a grocery store. Actually, I'm two blocks from two grocery stores. I'm two and a half blocks from the gym that I go to. And I am a straight shot to school. I can bike there if I want to, but I end up carpooling or taking public transportation, which has been great. Yeah, I think that's super important. Um, Both of us live with just ourselves um and sometimes like a, a dog what's wrong with the word alone <laughs> <laughs> we live alone well I have a dog so I'm yeah, not always you, alone. you don't live alone I live alone but um what how I know a lot of people like think you know when I'm going to law school should I have a roommate should I not mm-hmm. have a roommate um especially because it, it could potentially save some money um so for me, it's like, I don't want to live with someone else who I am not in a relationship with. Um, because that just seems like unnecessary stress mm-hmm. <laughs> during an always stressful time. But for you, did you have any reason why you chose to live alone? Or I have had, we've talked about this. I've had close to 20 <laughs> roommates in my life. I am done. I am tapped out. After I bought my last place, I loved living alone so much. I don't think I could ever go back. However, we do have friends and no students who were matched with other law students and are in roommate situations. Some of those are going well, some not so much, but you can get out of a roommate situation. It's great. You're not married. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, and I have a two bedroom um, I've thought about having a roommate. One of my good friends actually actually asked if we could live together, but chose not to go in that direction for a number of reasons. I think you should know yourself. If you've never lived alone and you don't like the idea of living alone, having a roommate will be nice. Um, I think you should be realistic about what that experience is going to be like. Uh, law school really envelops you, I, I think. Mm-hmm. And generally, unfortunately, most law students only talk about law school Mm -hmm. even though I feel that both of us have lives outside of law school so I don't think it's a terrible thing to be to room with another law student um I have had a couple of friends tell me about their experience with non-law student roommates 
And it seems like sometimes there's just a disconnect. But, you know, on the flip side, it can be nice to talk to somebody who's not in law school because they probably don't have the same amount of stressors or have different stressors. And Mm -hmm. nice to hold space for someone. Well, for me, I like holding space for other people. It kind of takes me out of my experience. That's nice. That's a nice way to think about it. I just going to be honest, if I did a survey of everyone who we go to school with or who has had or has a roommate, I'm going to say about 90% of them have not had a good experience. She, you're so, calling me a liar. That's I, fine. I, don't, I think that you <laughs> have a beautiful perspective on it, but I just, um, like, one of the funniest instances recently was, like, somebody, like, broke a lease midway through the school year. Like, at the end of December, they were like, I can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, like, just were like, I, I got to move on. And so I think that people should enter cautiously um, if they do like approach a roommate situation. Um, but it can be done. It can be beautiful. It yeah. can be awful. <laughs> Just think of, I would say, really sit down and have a conversation with yourself about who you are when you are stressed. Exactly. And how you behave. Because if little things like people not doing dishes or people being really disorganized in the refrigerator, if those are going to set you off, you maybe you don't want to have a roommate. I don't like, you don't want added stress on top of, I shouldn't be talking to people, but I don't like added stress mm-hmm. on top of like a already stressful situation. I come home. I know exactly what my house looks like because I did it. Exactly. And I think the key too is like understanding like, whether in a roommate situation and this happens a lot like even when I've had roommates you kind of have to have a conversation with yourself and with your roommate where it's like are we roommates or are we friends or are we roommates who are trying to become friends or are we just trying to be roommates because I think that kind of gets blurred especially if it's a student who go like another law student Mm -hmm. sometimes one of the parties is like oh this is my roommate but we are not friends like we live together but then sometimes the other person's like oh, this is my roommate and this is my friend and they are expecting to do everything with you. Yeah, and I guess because I have had so many roommates and I have been a master tenant for at least five years in those situations, I have a process. So if this is helpful to anyone, um, well, in the I have lived in two major cities and one of those cities, the best way to find a roommate was on Craigslist. And some people may say, oh, my God, Craigslist, like you get murdered. Yes, you can get <laughs> murdered. But that's why I have a process. So I would actually create a survey like I would create a survey and people could sign up for 30 minute blocks. And when you signed up for 30 minute block, you gave me your name and like you could add a blurb. I asked people to respond with a little bit about yourself, what you enjoy doing. Um where you spend most of your time. I left it broad because some mm-hmm. people would say at restaurants with friends, da, da, da. some people would be like in my room or mm-hmm. in the living room, which signaled to me like you will be in the house. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's fine. But I think for me, what you brought up about what whether people want friends or not was really a deal breaker because I understand as a you know perpetual transplant, some people go to a city and they want built in friends with their roommates. Mm -hmm. I very much had a life of my own. And I think how I operate is very independent. And I didn't want to let somebody down or feel obligated to be home all the time Mm -hmm. to be friends with people. So that's something that I ask people, like, are you looking for what kind of relationship are you looking for with your roommates? And I leave questions as open ended as possible to allow people to tell me what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But for me, a flag with somebody be like, yeah, like, you know, I tend to be best friends with my roommates because that whole sentence, your face, like (laughs) tend to be best friends. I think. I don't know. I don't know. That was just it's just one of those things where it's like if I asked the roommate the same question, what would their answer be? Right. Everything else I feel like I can put up with um, under normal circumstances. Like if you don't if you don't do dishes regularly, that's fine. But if it's to the point where I don't have dishes to Mm -hmm. eat my food, that's not okay. Um, But do what works for you. Be honest about who you are and what you are looking for in a roommate situation because otherwise it won't serve you or that person. And don't be afraid to get out of a bad situation. Yeah, and do it fast. Um, So I think that's great advice. So like another part of like figuring out where to live sometimes for people is figuring out what the campus setup is, like where Mm -hmm. campus is and how it looks. So um, for me, I worked at our university before going to law school. So I don't actually didn't actually need to tour the campus or learn about it. I actually knew too much about it. Um, but for you, how important was that? Um, like touring the campus and learning more about it um, and the environment around it? I think I'm an outlier. It wasn't important to me at all. <laughs> um, I do. Cause I knew like, I think I was realistic with what I would be doing and how much time I would be committing to this experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't walk up. Actually, I have a friend who forces me to get outside, which is a reality. I think for my law school experience, it is very realistic for me to be at the law school from nine to like seven and not have been outside during that entire time. And it may sound a little crazy right now, uh, but it's, it's, it's really easy to be trapped inside reading books. With that being said, I knew that I would be spending a lot of time in class reading. And I don't, I was like, I don't really care what this campus looks like. I'm not going to be going over to the campus theater to <laughs> hang out. I knew I would, my free time would be limited. So it didn't mm-hmm. matter to me. Um, I didn't see the campus until the week I moved into my apartment. I saw my apartment before I moved in. You should definitely look at your apartment when before you move in, especially if you've never lived in that city before. But yeah, I didn't care. I'm going there to go to law school, but I know some people want more of a holistic experience. So what did you do? Yeah. So like I said, I knew the campus beforehand. Um, so I wasn't like worried about it. Honestly, knowing the campus beforehand has been useful, like twice a semester when it's like go to the bookstore or go to like some random office. But other than that, like you said, I don't really leave the law school building. So it really knowing the campus isn't super important, but I found, especially talking to like this year's one L's, um, they're pretty good about taking advantage of the campus as a whole um, in the sense that like some of them will like study in like other libraries mm-hmm. or things like that. And I think that um, if I wasn't lazy, I would do that more. Um, but I think that that is something. Knowing really yourself cool. is a superpower. <laughs> that's true. And I know I'm lazy. And so um, when it comes to things like if like if I'm going to just study at another library, I'll just leave campus and go to a coffee shop, you know? Yeah. And, and so, I like that you do that. You show me so many new places in the city. Oh, really? Whether you know it or not. Yeah. And it makes me I was just having this conversation with somebody that we were at brunch with how because I don't get out as much, I don't really feel like I live here. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily like that. 
but I'm really, I really do limit myself to my apartment, the law school and random places that my friends invite me to eat at. Um, I would recommend if you are in a place, get to know it. It's a nice way to step outside of. Mm -hmm. And honestly, coffee shops are a really good way to do that. Um, I even being from here have discovered so many new coffee shops um, just by like, just I'll Google. And then one day I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go work here for, usually I like work in one place for like a week. And then I'm like, okay, next place, let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, that's really nice. Um, and like, that's a part of like the campus experience too, is like, how close is your campus to coffee shops? And sometimes it's like, I purposely pick coffee shops that are a little further away so that I know I don't, I won't run into like someone from school or necessarily someone I know, but being from here, I usually still pretty much run into someone I know at the coffee shop, even if it's like not someone we go to school with. I feel like that'll happen in most places unless mm-hmm. you're somewhere with millions of people. But speaking of proximity, um, something I do in every time I move is I do just like, well, I walk around or ride my bike, but some people may dr- want to drive around to familiarize yourself with mm-hmm. what's around you. Um, I know we have some classmates who use GPS to go three blocks. Yeah. And I think it's important to familiarize yourself with your surroundings, even though this is a bit of a contradiction to what I just said, (laughs) but I do, I do have, because you're, you make it seem like I'm a doomsday prepper, but (laughs) one of the things I did prior to law school or starting law school is figure out where the dry cleaners are. I knew I would be interviewing and I would have to like dry clean my suit. So I figured out where the dry cleaners were. I figured out what gym I would be going to. Um, I changed that a couple of times. I figured out like what grocery store, what grocery store I want to want to go to and what is that food looking like? Mm-hmm. Cause the one that is, you know, there's one close to me and that food is it's not good. <laughs> um, so you have, I have a couple of options there, but just really get or develop some kind of routine. If you are a creature of habit and I, you know, I seem a little unhinged. I do like routine. <laughs> um, and I would also recommend figuring out how long your commute is mm-hmm. um depending on when you get your schedule try to drive to campus or however you get to campus at the times when you're going to mm-hmm. be having classes another thing I did that you always laugh at is because I have coin laundry in my building I went to this the uh, what you call it <laughs> the bank and I got I think I got like 60 or 70 dollars worth of quarters because yeah. I knew that it wasn't easy for me to get to the bank. So I was like, I just want to have these so that I don't have to worry about doing life admin while I'm in school. That's that's super smart. I mean, my equivalent thing is um, like I made sure before school starts each year still to this day and like kind of each semester is like there are some things that you know you need in life but you don't want to have to go grab those things when you're like in the middle of being busy. So for example, I will go to like a where big box warehouse store and get toilet paper for the whole semester or the whole year, get enough paper mm-hmm. towels, get enough um, like body wash, like mm-hmm. just different things like that. Like it, some things you can buy it. Like I order my deodorant online in bulk. Like Who's there's the doomsday prepper now. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things that are just like, you know, you're going to need them. And if you and when you run out of them, it's like the worst thing to run out of. Mm-hmm. And it's like it just takes something off your plate. Like um, as much as you can, like I was in like one of those like one L prep courses over the summer. 
which we'll talk about later. But one thing that the guy said who taught it was like, as much as you can get done before you start law school related to things you're going to need during law school, do it. So like, if you know you need to go to like this doctor every once in a while, get those appointments scheduled already. You know, if you know, he was extreme. He was like, go ahead and start ordering Christmas. No, you don't need to do that. You can take a moment to order Christmas presents. But there are some things that it's like, I know I'm going to need to go to the OBGYN in October. So let me just go ahead and schedule that appointment now or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Schedule, definitely schedule your appointments. I think that's really good advice. And I actually have a subscription for toilet paper and paper towel and cleaning products because one it's cheaper and I love to save money (laughs) and Um, that's true too that's another reason I go to like a Sam's Club yeah so if if you don't like buying in bulk just make try to set up some kind of system where it can just automatically be at your door um I guess along with that because you already brought it up prep courses do you think they're necessary yeah I don't The only reason I did a prep course was because our school had sent an email, like I think in the early part of the summer or maybe late spring. And it was like um, some firms will sponsor students to attend the prep courses. And so I was like, okay, well, if somebody else is going to pay for it, I'll do it. And so I did it. And it was just like, a lot of it wasn't useful. It was just mostly like people like asking questions, like pretending like they were like in a mini law school already. Um, mm-hmm. But the most useful parts, which I have still kept with me, were one, um, making sure to like take care of some of that, like what you call life admin stuff ahead of time. Um, and number two, writing down everything your professor says. Um, so like we've talked about this before, but like um, sometimes like I'll incorporate like personal like this jokes. one of or... my favorite things that you do. So like on my exams, I'll incorporate like little jokes or like I always make note of like what the professor says their favorite case is because I'm like, well, it's either definitely going to be on the exam or if it's not like obviously on the exam, I need to incorporate it in there because this is their favorite case. So like um, yeah. the bar the bar. Yeah, it was it was it was one of the bar prep course places that offered it. Um, they he emphasized he was like make sure you pay attention to like your professor as a person you know Mm -hmm. and I think that that is such good advice especially writing down the favorite cases Mm -hmm. I always star my professor's favorite case um because they it is either going to be on the exam or it's going to be something just like it exactly I didn't take a prep course I was just on reddit and I was looking for blogs for like black people who have been to law school um and I didn't find anything that really said or outlined what I needed to do before school. But as a professional, I knew that I hadn't been in the habit of reading dense, one, reading a lot and reading dense material. I was reading books and things because I like reading. Um, so I set a goal for myself that after I, on my last day of my job, which ended up being a hot mess, mm-hmm. um, I told myself I would read six books over the summer. Um and I tried to make sure that they were at least like 250 pages each. Uh, and I think that they got me, it, well, it was easy because it was things that I liked. It was things that I enjoyed. And I think that's always a good place to start. If you are trying to build a habit of reading, start with stuff you enjoy. <laughs> um, but I think that definitely helped me. But 
I really wanted to come in here as calm and aligned as I possibly could because I didn't know what to expect. I just knew that it would be stressful and everybody talks Mm -hmm. about how hard it is, but they can't really elaborate on why it's hard. And now I fully understand that it's just a mental challenge, but do whatever I would recommend that people do whatever they need to do to feel grounded and secure Mm -hmm. in who you are. Absolutely. I will say going back to the 1L prep course, um, one thing it was also really valuable for and helped me, like you say, be like comfortable in who I am is the fact that because I am not, I've never been a law student before. I don't have Mm -hmm. like parents who are lawyers and stuff. There's some like jargon that comes up that you don't understand, like outlining Mm -hmm plaintiff what is what's a dissent oh dissent like an issue like what's an issue what's an issue spotter like that kind of stuff like yeah you can find that out on the internet but the prep course was a nice opportunity to like see that stuff in practice and we did like read some cases so it was like wasn't completely foreign to me Mm -hmm. or like briefing you know all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so it was nice that that wasn't completely foreign but I don't think if you if it's a financial thing I don't think you have to necessarily spend the money on it. You can find another way. But if it is affordable for you or you can get someone to pay for it, it's like a week. I, I, I'd say it's like worth it to like get like a little base level information about it. And if I think for people who may not be able to afford it or don't want to make the commitment for whatever reason, maybe you're working or like you just can't commit to that kind of thing. Most schools should offer something to students that is more of an orientation kind of program where they're introducing these concepts and these this jargon and terminology to you. Um, I know our school started one this past fall, and I'm really happy that they did. I was one of those people. I was in civil procedure, and the professor said, hey, what's the dissent? And I said, what's a dissent? <laughs> I just didn't know. And the person who I was sitting next to laughed, but I think it was one of those things where your professors will tell you everyone Mm -hmm. is starting off on equal footing, but it's not not. entirely true. People come from like some law students come into law school with a job already secured because they have family there or Mm -hmm. they came from working at a law firm. I, no one in my family similar to you has ever been to law school. I don't know these terms. I didn't work in this space. So I think a prep course, I didn't take one, but I could imagine it being helpful, but see, I think people should see if their school offers anything or any books they would recommend or if you are going to school because you um, you have a connection with a professor admin just like see if you can connect with someone or um, mentors mentors are great. Um, I I agree with all of that like um, it's important to be able to put yourself because like you said we are not all starting at the same level. So it's important to do what you can for yourself to kind of get yourself to at least like kind of at that level. Um, and, and, and that's one way to do it. So I, it's tough. I I don't want to recommend people spend money, but figure out some way to like really get yourself base level knowledge of like what the heck we're going to be talking about. Like, um, Army wants to do it now. Like, here are the things you need to know. Exactly. But obviously, we can't fit that into an episode. But I just have like a. I mean, maybe we can. We'll see. Keep listening. We might have an episode about it. <laughs> I'm so cheesy. Anything else in terms of what you wish you would have done, or things that you wish people knew? Um, related to 
prep courses or just like just one the summer, summer before starting one of maybe the most stressful periods of your life yeah so one thing I did do is um New Orleans is my favorite city um in the United States and I um went to New Orleans the summer before law school because I was like I love New Orleans it'll mm-hmm. be a nice like it was actually like my first trip post-COVID Oh, and that so sounds really nice. It was just nice. I and I was like, oh, this is so good. It was so refreshing. So that was really nice. Who'd you go with? I went. It was actually. It was really funny. It was with my cousin, my mom, my the influencer aunt, one. Mm-hmm, my aunts oh, and um, one of my aunts' sister. And so it was like it was really fun. We have family down there, um, and so it was just like a really good time and. It was really relaxing and it was it was just nice way to like re-enter the world kind of. Oh, I, um, I also worked before law school, as I mentioned before. So I um, but I, I health insurance is really important to me. Um, and so <laughs> I <laughs> you've told me this before and I don't think there will be a one day that I won't laugh when you say it. But for now, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So what I essentially did was I worked at a job where as long as you had worked within that month, you mm-hmm. could have health insurance for the rest of the month, right? You didn't have so to like, lay on that Cobra. Exactly, which is so expensive. So I was like, I don't really want to be working like in August or July, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I will work the first two days of July so that it counts as me like working in July. So and funny. then you I didn't want to do the one. You said, I'm going to get a second one just two. in case you guys try to pull and something. And then I ended up, so this is what I did. And I don't know if this was actually allowed, but I worked two days in July. I went on vacation, came back, worked another day. And then that was my last day. And so <laughs> I had health insurance. I got like a last paycheck and I got health insurance for the rest of July. And then by August, the student health insurance kicked in. But I think it's important that if you do work a job, try time to quit, it. try to time it the best you can and like have an end with enough time to give yourself like room to like, if you have to move, move, yeah. if you have to get settled, get settled, just like put yourself in a student mindset. Try to come to campus early. I I mean, I love that you did all this planning. I planned out, I printed out poster boards or I like went to Walgreens <laughs> and got those cheap poster boards. And I mapped out June to August when we were, when we start school Mm -hmm. and it all went to hell (laughs) because none of it worked out. Like I, again, those air miles, I was going to use those air miles to go see friends and Mm -hmm. family. Um, and it didn't work out because my job ended, ended up needing me longer than they, than I thought they would. Um, it took longer to sell my condo than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I really only had a month. So I had to cut a couple trips out, but I did end up, I love traveling alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to Hawaii alone and I know some people are going to say, Oh my God, to this next part, but I stayed at a hostel. Uh, Amazing. It was built. It was like a tree house hostel. It was on the beach. That sounds really cool. I met this awesome group of people. And I love hostels because nobody really asks what anyone does. Everybody's mm-hmm. just like, we're all in the same place. So none of that matters. I was in waterfalls and the most expensive part was the flight. But once I got there, it was great. I was there for a week and a half. I ended up extending my trip because the group that I met there, <laughs> like we got along so well. One of the guys was an opera singer. That's really and He like called in sick to work so he could stay. It was really cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can take a trip, even if it's like a quick 
train trip somewhere mm-hmm. close or somewhere that makes you happy or spend time with people that make you happy. Just take care of yourself because yeah, even gonna... if it's a staycation, you know, yeah, a staycation in the bedroom, you know, yeah. if, you, if you re-energize by watching 14 hours of Netflix and eating some donuts, I'm just talking about myself at this point, <laughs> but um, do what you need to do. Yeah, I um, think it's important. Yeah, ground down. <laughs> awesome. Well, stay is there black, anything? y'all. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, is there anything else you would want to share? Anything you wish you did? Anything I wish I did? Um, I wrote a letter to myself. Oh, yeah. I recommend that. that. I've talked about this a little bit before, but again, just hearing that it would be super stressful and that it's easy to lose yourself in this kind of environment, especially at a PWI. I've been in environments before where white people doubt my greatness. So Mm -hmm. I wrote a letter to myself talking about why I wanted to go to law school, what was driving me to do that and what I hope to do when I get out. Um, I love that. Some of it's changed. I think last episode I said I would read it. I still haven't read it. (laughs) I'm in an okay place now. I think the time I want to read it is when I'm feeling low. And Mm -hmm. if you you don't mind, just remind me if you ever see me down and out. But write a letter to yourself. It doesn't, you don't have to read it to anyone. You may never, never open it, but just know that it's there. I think that's helpful. I think that's helpful too. I would also say something that I haven't done, but you do. Um, is journaling. I um, think it's really nice and beautiful to be able to like, even if it's like just taking pictures or something, but just being able to like look back and say, wow, this is where I was at this moment, or this mm-hmm. is what I was experiencing at this moment. Mm-hmm. And um, like just being able to reflect because this is such a difficult time. And yeah, but also savoring this time or the time before law school is so important, like mm-hmm. really letting it sit in that you are going to law school. It doesn't matter where you go. You are going to law school. And I'll keep saying this, but 5% of attorneys are black. So you are probably literally one in thousands, hundreds of thousands. And I think that that is something to be celebrated. Exactly. Absolutely. So I think that's the best we can say is just take care of yourself and check in with yourself and get yourself ready. One last thing, (laughs) because this is something I wish I would have done Mm -hmm. as a first generation law student. My family has no idea. They don't really get it. They know that it's like a big deal. They don't know how to support me. They don't really know what I do day to day. So I wish I would have told them what my life you know you can't communicate something you don't know mm-hmm. but my life is so different and how they thought I would be available to them especially that's true I feel like a lot of black people who are in this kind of space tend to be they tend to be like the leaders and supporters in their communities mm-hmm. and people may try to keep that kind of relationship with you and it's just you know some people can pull it off but I just don't think it's realistic for majority of people so communicating that you are going into this like stressful space and you're going to have limited time and it doesn't mean that you love these people any less but it is a time when you will definitely have to take care of you and you'll need support from those people instead of supporting them and I think that's a hard pill to swallow but it needs to be said I I totally agree with that. I think it's very important to have conversations with people you care about before you start law school. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's a 
like parents, friends, grandparents, family, if you're in a relationship, your spouse, um, if you have kids, your kids, you know, and just really let everyone in your life know that you really love them, but your relationship with them may be impacted by your if if especially if your relationships were something that like was spent like quality time or mm-hmm. like time on the phone like all that kind of stuff like that's going to change drastically unfortunately and yeah. sometimes they see it as for me I've had this moment where people have been like oh well you're like always spending time with like your law school people or like you have time to talk to them you've or deal with changed them. and it's like <laughs> Yeah, but a lot of that is just like out of pure like I it just it's how it works out, you know? So mm-hmm. And if anything, again, it is an opportunity for those roles to reverse and for those people to support you. Like I love that. I know that you take on a lot and I look forward to the day. I hope I'm working on not being a part of that, but mm-hmm. I look forward to the day when all of these people who you support so well are able to support you. And I think oh, law schools beautiful. are really, yeah, you deserve it. And I think law school is an opportunity, hopefully that those people can show up for like black mm-hmm. law students. It's so important. It's so hard. It's mm-hmm. just like, stop thinking about yourself. Think that's about beautiful. Me. But that's right. true. That's true. Anything else? I think that's all. I think that's a wonderful synopsis of how to prepare for the summer. What do you think about um a segment where we share a big word that we learned go ahead oh my gosh I'm so excited I actually don't have one handy oh Um, (laughs) but I can make do one off the top of my head uh impecunious you heard of that one Mm -mm. oh it's so good it's actually really good to insult someone so I wish I had some like segment music but impecunious means having little or no money So in some context, Mm. it can mean bringing little or no value to a situation, especially if something is like attractive. So using that context, you can describe someone as impecunious, like, oh, yeah, they're a pretty impecunious person, Mm. which is basically like they're a broke boy. You're attractive, (laughs) but you don't bring a lot to the situation, especially (laughs) in terms of money. Um, You're impecunious ass. I love that. Ooh. All right. That's all we got today. Stay black, y'all. Bye.